Welcome to Almost D&D, a tabletop role-playing podcast where me, three of my best friends, and a very special guest all get together and play Dungeons & Dragons. I have the privilege of being your DM tonight. My name is Jeff. Rotating clockwise around this large and egregiously sized table, we have our normal cast. I'm Rob, and I'm playing Bloki, the dwarven artificer. I'm Chris, and I'm playing a fairy wizard named Nugget Windear. And I'm Devin, playing Tobias Rawls, a high elf paladin whose focus is charisma. And now, a word from our sponsors. Are your dice rolls getting you down? Are you breaking loot strings during an epic solo? Maybe it's time to try something different and get some dice from Canadian Dice. It's time to turn those annoying third grader wooden recorder practices into a symphony of virtuosos. I got myself a set and now I'm charming bad guys left and right. With dice set types such as acrylic, galaxy, runic, metal, and more, you can find the perfect dice that feel right for you. Go to CanadianDice.ca and activate the promo code ALMOSTDND and get 15% off your next purchase. Welcome to the Necromantic Empire. The Necromantic Empire is an RPG podcast where we get to view what it's like to be an NPC as they work for the evil boss trying to take over the world. And join us as we follow these spell components through their daily work regiment. The Necromantic Empire is available on Spotify, Apple, Audible, and more. You can find the Necromantic Empire on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Reddit. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash time of your half life. We appreciate you. We also are joined with a very special guest, my sister. Please introduce yourself and your character. Hello, I'm Leanne. I'm a tiefling blood hunter. My name is Denise. (laughs) (laughs) And And she's out for blood. (laughs) And I'm coming for you. (laughs) And if you can't tell, this is supposed to be a serious one shot. This is, and it's really not. That was a My complete joke. Denise. This is, <laughs> I smoke five packs a day. Gonna, Denise Marlboro. Yeah, I, I hope you all have voices. That's really good. This is this is a very special one shot, Halloween edition one shot, in which our cast have been graciously lenient with their DM, who has pre made characters for them. We will be beginning our our story, our adventure, as many adventurers do in a tavern in the town of Amityville. Amityville? 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 Amityville. That's it. <laughs> Amityville? Amityville. Amityville. Amity? But I digress. <laughs> the city, the town of Amityville. Amity- <laughs> it was A-town. supposed to- A-town. 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 It doesn't matter. Bum, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Whatever. Matter. It's all made up. Listen. Uh, yeah. A-town. Amityville horror is what we're going for there. Uh, a town... Noteworthy for nothing really except for their world famous pies, a in the middle of rural nowhere, far away from any urban settlement, our adventurers find themselves all nestled in on a dark and stormy night when a tiefling blood hunter walks in. The barkeep notices you, you notice him, he nods. Take a seat anywhere you like. I'll be there as quick as I can. As you look around the tavern, you notice it's uh, rather empty. There's one family nestled at a table close to the fireside. You notice the three other individuals. And at this time, if you guys would all please go around and describe your characters. We'll start with the blood elf or with the uh, blood hunter who just walked in. I'm red. 
and I have <laughs> horns, and I'm wearing a cloak, and I have spikes on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Old spiky face. Old spiky face. <laughs> spikes everywhere. Shark tooth and niece is what they called her in high school. <laughs> That's exactly what they called me in high school. That's why I turned. That's why I turned out like this. <laughs> Why smoke? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bloki, the dwarf, he's he's an old dwarf, an old and somewhat curmudgeony dwarf. Um, you're gonna notice a very long gray beard and some long hair with a big majestic braid in the back. The typical dwarf scene. Where's <laughs> so as an artificer. I have, and I've never played this before. Why'd you roll your eyes at me? Fucking artificers, am I right? Yeah, I know. So, never played one before, so you gotta bear with me here. Look at me, I made it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, one of the things I can do, what is it called, imbuing? Or yeah, something? you can imbue three, yes. You can imbue three things. So I'm gonna tell everyone what I've imbued now, because it kind of goes with my getup. Right. So, I have three items that I imbued. You can imbue with like a sa you can give it like um, a look or a sound or a smell or something like that. So, I started with a light crossbow and my light crossbow now shines light, so it's a light crossbow of light. My <laughs> my scale mail looks like a snail, so it's snail scale mail. And best of all, my hammer has the smell of an onion, so I have my onion hammer. And, uh, I mean, just picture that, if you would, and that's really it. I can't. It's just, I'm so confused. <laughs> Denise, the first thing you notice about, what, I'm sorry, it was Bloken? Bloki. Bloki is yeah. that no one is sitting close to this man. <laughs> I think is, I smell onions in here. <laughs> Uh, Nugget is a, he's in wizard school still and he's taking a year sabbatical to explore the world and just party on so and he kind of just looks like your typical baby face like college freshman with um, wings with wings with wings um, and he's kind of a doofus like that's why he got the, he's actually the, his rat name's Windier because he's got nothing but air between the ears so he's a little bit of a meathead so Accosting the family by the fireside, I believe. Uh, DM, could you describe the family to me? Yes, absolutely. The gentleman is actually rather older than you would expect to be with this family, but looks kindly enough uh, and, and wise, actually. The woman he's with is pale, blonde hair. Uh, she's holding a newborn baby in her arms. Her uh, other young daughter has jet black hair, eyes matching the hair, a little red ribbon tied around her head in a white dress, sits and stares at everyone else in the tavern, slowly transitioning between each of you. So thank you for that, DM. So it's, it's probably been close to two hours that I have not stopped talking to these people, but seated directly across from the, the, the family, uh, you see a typical high elf, uh, high cheekbones, pointed ears, uh, long brown hair slicked back over the ears. And he is, just, he's not yelling, but he's talking incessantly to them saying, 
uh, that you know you have to save the child's spirit. You have to pray to Hydos. Hydos is the savior of this land. He saved me in my time of need, I, and he just doesn't stop. And it's just the I picture like the woman, like kind of like. She's already low on sleep because she has a newborn, and she's just... Eyes are officially bloodshot at this point. The yeah. newborn has woken up multiple times and fallen asleep multiple times while you've had this conversation. Yes. Okay. The the that That is what you see as you walk in. The bartender, who coincidentally, his name is Jack. Take a seat anywhere you'd like. I'm going to walk up and... Tobias. 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 I'm going to walk up and sort of like shove Tobias a little bit and be like, I want that seat. Uh, this seat right here. Yeah. I, I'm, I am so sorry. Hydos uh, 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 provides. Hydos provides. And I just get up and slide over. I'm going to go probably, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll a D2 here. So I'm gonna go up to Bloki. Then I'm just gonna leave them and, and approach Bloki and say, ah, ah, "Good evening, good evening, kind sir. Um, are are you a man of the cloth?" What do you mean the cloth? I I, I simply mean, are are you a, are you a believer in Hydos? And almost all the time, one of my eyes is twitching. <laughs> so I'm staring at him, and I got one eye twitching. I don't believe in a lot of things, but I do believe there is trouble here. Yes, I do too, and Hydos will will purge this land of all the trouble. Your tone is one that I don't like. I'm I'm sorry, sir. Would you would you care for me to speak lower? Do you know what this is? And I take out my onion hammer. I it's a it appears to be a weapon and it He's not going to comment on the smell, but he's going to say, that it, I, yes, a hammer. Hammer. Yes? This hammer has been handed down for generations, and I will say, I am here to find something, and you're already on the naughty list. At that, and I turn and I walk at, away. At that moment, I will say, before you walk away, the barkeep comes over and goes, could you guys keep it down just a little bit? It appears you're making a, a little bit of a scene, and... Quite frankly, there's not a whole lot of people in this small tavern, and we can hear every word. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm yes. sorry. Hydos yes. provides. I'm sure he does, but not in this tavern. I provide in this tavern. What can I get you guys? Uh, I will have your uh, finest holy water, please. Holy water. We're all fresh out of holy water. Ah, uh, If you could just water then, and I'll bless it myself. Okay. Good for you. Brandy. Brandy, same thing as always, old blokey. <laughs> You, I'll take care of you. And he turns, and you notice that above the bar, there's a giant axe, and above the axe says, here's Johnny above the axe. At the same time, he, he goes off to get your water and brandy. The young girl in the family continues to stare at you while the mother, oh, oh, thank you so much for taking that seat. I could not listen to another hy- hy- hydros. I thought I don't know if he was trying to refresh us with some water or get us convince us to... Believe in his God. It's fine. I just wanted by the fire. Okay. Well. And then I turn away. Okay. I'm not interested. Honey, I think I think it may be time to leave this establishment. The family gets up to leave. The girl has not stopped staring at you this entire time. As she gets up to leave, she reaches down, she scribbles something on a note and hands it to you. You look at the note and it says, "Run." That's all it says. It says what? Run. That's all it says. 
the barkeep, Jack, comes over with your brandy and water. Uh, well, I know who you are, Blokey, and I know what you're all about. What's your business here? I saw you ruffling up a couple of my customers, or ruffling their feathers, as it were. Uh, I didn't mean to pet them backwards, if that's what you're insinuating. I was not, but... But, uh, hail, hail Hydos, my name is... My name is uh, Tobias Rawls. Uh, I come from a land uh, not too distant from here, uh, a land of Ohio. Uh, but, but I've, I've, you see, I'm, I'm seeking my, my best friend, tennis, and I'm not sure what happened. Uh, suddenly, I woke up one morning and I could not find tennis. Uh, he had, he had seemingly disappeared. So I immediately took that as a quest from Hydos himself. Mm, I'm sure you did. Yes. So oh. it, it, this is clearly a test of my faith for Hydos. So Hydos, Ohio, and tennis. Tennis, correct. All right. Well, listen, if you don't start ordering something other than water, I'm going to have to ask you to kindly leave. Also, if you're looking for some shady stuff, we get a lot of people coming in and asking questions here. I always point them in the same place. You got to go to the town hall where they keep the records of all the people who've stayed in the town. And that's where I'd point you. Unless you're going to stay here and keep drinking because I got plenty of brandy where that's from. Am I right, Bloki? I love the brandy here. <laughs> if if I stay here, will my names be on the records as well? 100% if you stay the night. Hmm. We turn in all of our guest lists in the night due to there being, well... That seems to be a, I guess. That seems to be an over overreached by the government. Do you not believe so? Hydos believes in Well, as long as privacy. people keep coming in here and paying their bills and ordering more than water, the government can do whatever they damn well please. But if you want to talk about the government, you should go reach out to Bloki. He's the guy to We've speak met. To. Yes, yeah, we've I'm met. Sure yes. Bloki is is uh I'm hoping to to make him a man of the cloth as well. Uh, I, are you a man of the cloth as no, well? No, I'm a barkeep. Okay. Uh, I, the only cloth I wear is around my waist, and that's to clean dishes. So. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go see some other customers, but you guys have a good night, okay? Okay. Hail right. high dose. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to wave you over. Yep. All right. I don't have a drink. Yep. Uh, so I'd like a mead. And, uh, a mead. I'd like you to tell me about that family that was in here just now. You said you I heard you... Turn in the name. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Did that... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Listen, they're, they're locals... Uh, They've got that's um that's Alfred and Rosemary and her baby and uh, the uh, the their their oldest is uh, Ethos. She's uh, she's a strange one. She doesn't talk much, uh, and people say she's kind of quirky and sees things and knows things and you know I would just you know if she said anything to you you could just pass on by it and I wouldn't worry what too much about it. What kind of things does she see? Well, she sees ah, they you know. She had never told me anything, but I hear for the grapevine. I'm not trying to cast dispersions on her, but you know, I think she sees claims to see kind of the future or sees bad stuff happening. She's kind of a dark child, you know what I mean? So if she's spooked you at all, I apologize. The meat is good here. I'll go get Do you some. Do I look of that. like I'm easily spooked? Uh, I've you, got horns coming look, out of my face. You look like you're easily spooky, is what you look like. So <laughs> I'm going to go get your mead. Uh, we do turn to the names of all the guests that stay here uh, and all the taverns, actually. I won't be staying here. That's, that's fair, I'm, but I will go get you the mead because you ordered that and you will have to pay for that. 
were we able to hear that conversation? I want to. I want to be eavesdropping on. It's that. a small. It's a small tavern. You heard. You heard. You all heard. Okay. What was said? Ferryman. Ferryman. Uh, can I get you anything? Yeah. Where's the drinks at? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> all right, Ferryman. Listen, I, I like those. You, your type of people are, are the best type of people. What would you like to drink? Something that'll make me fly higher. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. I'll get you, you a little see, bit of And you see that? I, I like this guy. This is the guy that I like. I'm going to, like, flutter a little bit away from him. Be like, I don't know about you yet, but we'll see how the night goes. <laughs> I'll go get you some dragon's breath, and that'll cure all your ails and... Make you fly a little bit. Oh, I want to feel like I'm, a dragon. Mix that yeah. with a little bit of what we call Red Bull, and uh, it'll it'll. If you don't have wings, it'll oh, give you wow. wings. You know what I'm saying? All yeah, right. I can't wait. All right, I'll be off then. I'll, I'll be back when I get your drink. And he's gonna walk away, and the tavern is now empty except for you four. So I just sit in silence, sipping on my brandy, staring at one person, and then the next, and then the next, with my eye twitching. For several minutes. I will not break the silence. I want someone else to break it. You can hear Tobias. Is, he has a small uh, booklet out. He's murmuring as he seems to do spells on his water that has been provided. He does. He just mutters magic. And it somehow blesses it into holy water. I don't know how you do that, but it's D&D. It's all made up. So I'm going to go walk over to... Uh, the name is Bloki. Bloki. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to walk over to Bloki because I think I heard you say earlier that there's been some stuff happening in this town that you're suspicious of. Yes, I'm. I'm very suspicious. I just, I know something, and the whole time my eyes just. And I'm quivering. I, I Twitching just, is what he I was know, doing on this audio broadcast. I know. I just know. That there is something here, and I think it starts with, with, and I try to whisper, but it's super loud, with that high elf over there. Why do you think that? Just something about him, and the way he says his friend disappeared. Whoa, he, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's all just have a drink and try to have a good time. All right, Bloki, you're, you're starting to freak everybody out, so just... I don't chill? think he's wrong. I, you know, the I, town's person, the creepy little dark girl, handed me this note, and I show them the note that says "run." Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, no. The reality be- behind Rob's twitching is he forgot his contact again. He's <laughs> so, just got one in. So I, that is why I wrote that into it. And so I, I think most people at this table know, but I've been having severe contact lens issues lately, and for the past like month, I've only had one in at a time. And for most of today, I only had one in, and I was like, all right, we're going with Twitch thing. <laughs> Miraculously, I got a second one in. I can see everything great, but I, I couldn't let go of the Twitch. So. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's great. Remains. But it's, yeah, you got where it was coming from. It's actually from my physical pain of trying to stare at my screen when I play this game. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> this game is nothing but pain. Oh, so back to the note. Um, well... You see, I I can't read. It says run. Oh! What do you think about that, fairy man? Well, I don't run. I fly. Well, then I say we fly. 
give me some of that Red Bull with my brandy. <laughs> Jack, Jack comes back out the the barkeep. Uh, yeah, here's your brandy. Any any food or anything like that? You guys gonna be here long or? I'll be heading out here shortly. All right. Here's your money. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I never got the uh, reason you're in town. All you need to know is my name is Denise. <laughs> All right, Denise. I'll put that in the town's record. And if then. you hear of anything spooky happening, come find me. Okay. Well, there's... I'll be around. There's always a little bit of spook in, in this neck of the woods. Like I said, if you go to the town hall, you can take a look. They've got, uh, along with records, they have normally keep a, a... Well, we have the... The Amityville uh, write-up every month. And uh, anything that's spooky or happening or it's been in the past, you can find in those records, too. It may, may take you a while to run through them, but if that's why you're here, it's a good place to start. Okay, I'm going to drain my drink in, like, two seconds. Oh, you sure you don't want another one before you leave? Right on! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm looking to go find out more information. Does anybody want to come with me? I do. I'm I'm searching for my best oh, friend God. who has gone missing. Uh, but I believe that uh, Jack has steered me in the correct direction. That I need to go to the town hall and search their records. All right, just don't talk to me. He's gonna mouth very well. <laughs> All right, you there, fairy man. What do you say? Should we go with them? You know, like they say, there's no, there's. It's hard to have a one-man party, so I'm in. Okay, then, then we go together. You all make your way out of the tavern. Uh, Blokey very clearly in the lead because he know he's the one who lives here and knows where the town hall is. Uh, it is night, but it's not super late at night, right? You guys, you showed up around dinner time, uh, looking for a good meal, and you had one drink and said that was enough and left the tavern. You go over, the town hall is a large building right in the middle of the small town, and most of the lights are off. You do see one candle uh, lit in there, and Blokey walks you up, no problem, knocks on the door, and the door creaks open. What do you guys do? I, so, Blokey here, I, I beckon them in. Hey, you, my new friends, and... Tobias, um, this way. I, I start walking into the room. You all follow him into the room, yes? I do. As yeah. I enter the room, I say, blessed be this room by the power of Hydos before entering through the threshold. Ooh, okay. That was a lot of words. <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree. Roll, I agree. roll a religion check, then. Okay. Everybody? Oh, just him. Just him. I have negative one religion. That's <laughs> Are you serious? Fascinating. <laughs> what a weird palette. Who weird made palette. that? <laughs> Who made me? An 11. <laughs> so, uh, An 11, you believe that everything is just fine in this place. With an 11, you have said the words. You feel no 
horrible presence or anything like that. You also feel no whisper from your god or anything like that. But you believe everything is hunky-dory in here. Yep. Hydos provides. Hydos provides. You all walk in. There is no answer or anything like that. No one rushes to greet you. You look. The building is rather empty. There's a front little partition with a glass where someone should be sitting and greeting you. There's no one there. A hallway directly to your right. The flickering candlelight seems to be coming from that direction. What do you guys say? Loki, I believe you're the uh, local here. Could you direct us in the direction of the records? Yes. Certainly. Certainly. And I have no freaking idea where these records are, but I'm but I'm going to tell him that I can lead him and I just cuz I don't want him to know that I'm inferior to him in any way. So, yes, it's right this way. This way. Very, very man. Come with me. You can call me Nugs. Ah. Nugs. <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> and, uh, and and I go towards the flickering candles. I, I have to squint because apparently I'm, the, like, light hurts. Sunlight hurts it's not even Yeah, it's, it's not even that much eyes. What is uh, more light, though, is a crossbow strewn across your back that is illuminating your party as you go. Yes. Yes, I do have a light crossbow of light <laughs> that has a, a five a five foot radius of light that it shines and and light hurts my eyes, so I'm just constantly squinting. I'm tell, always in pain. Tell me that the crossbow only illuminates when it's cocked, so you're just walking around like a cocked crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Pretty. Much, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. Just in case, I'll 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 take it out and I'll hold it. Just, yeah. Double check it. Just use it like a flashlight. I right. Fine. It's like you know what? It's a flashlight. It's a flashlight. <laughs> it's suddenly useful. <laughs> you uh you have the rest of your party follows Bloki and really it's not the light you're following so much as the stench of onions wafting from his waist. <laughs> uh, that is his hammer. Whether or not you know that. What's or that not. smell? <laughs> ah, my invisible trail. <laughs> the old onion hammer. I feel like Bloki sounds like a like a, a cross between a country mobster. He's like, ah, see, he's yeah, crazy. see, there's <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, you you make your way, and it just so happens that the the room that the light was looming from was in fact the records room. There does not appear to be anyone there, though. Bloki, I must say, is this place always so abandoned? Uh. Well, it it de- it depends. Um, what day is it? Does anybody anybody know what day it might be? Is it is it Thursday Thursday? Ah, yeah. See, on now, on Thirsty Thursdays, nobody's here, ever, ever. So that's that's all. It's just. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, this place is kind of like a buzzkill. We should go back to the tavern. You know what? Yeah, let I the the brandy is great. Let's go back. No, I want to no. look around. <laughs> okay, all right. Roll an investigation check, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, so twelve. Yeah, twelve. Uh, a a twelve is a twelve is good enough to find where you should be looking, not necessarily maybe find what you're looking for. So you, after walking into the room, are able to see that one couple things. Uh, one, the candle was lit not so long ago. It's not burnt down super, super far. And two, you're able to find two things. One, the 
records of everyone who stayed there, and three, the newspaper clippings from the Emmanuel write-up. But unfortunately, with a 12, it's not you're perusing and still have not found anything useful. I want to investigate more. (laughs) I too will make. I want to investigate harder. (laughs) You you cannot unfortunately, but you can. (laughs) Tobias can. Shot down. Tobias is just gobsmacked by something. I don't know what because I rolled a four. Okay. So Tobias bends over to help Denise, and as soon as he does so, what the hell are you guys doing here? Someone bursts in with a another candle. I guess is how we saw. I can smell you from a mile away. That's the candle man. <laughs> Bloki, is that you? I told you to not come in here anymore. I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm so Bloki, sorry. you would know that this is uh, a man named Hitchcock, the town clerk, who is the keeper of all the records here. Excellent. Yes, I knew. What the hell are you doing in here? I told you not to come in here when no one's in here. Yeah, I, I know, and on the Thirsty Thursdays, we said that no one comes in, but you, I, I, we're in Thirsty Thursday. Thursday was yesterday! Today's well, Friday! Okay, well, the fairy and I, we don't keep track of that, okay? So we're just trying to figure out there's something wrong in the town. Have you noticed anything lately? Besides the stink of onion and the shine of your crossbow? Yeah. I mean... There's always something wrong in every town you go to. That's not my job. My job is to keep the records and keep them pristine. And you're in here messing it up. Do you have any records of... Do you have any... <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yo, do it. Just... Just... Do it! Do it! Do you have any records... Of that weird family? What, the... You have to be more specific. There's a lot of weirdos. Yes, there are. Oh, Ethos. old Al, Al, Oh, yeah, Alfred Rosemary Alfred. and her baby Anethos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no. I mean, besides their you know birth certificates and I want to see it. what have you and whatnot. Okay, make an intimidation check because <laughs> you're kind of intimidating with your <laughs> with my horns with your horns. Okay. So I'm going to walk up and say, we need those records. And we also need the records for a fellow high elf like myself. If he has come through here, his name is Tennis. The power of Hydos commands it to be. And I'm also going to make an intimidation check. Mm, Bone. <laughs> it's a solid 10. Okay. <laughs> An 11 and a 10. I don't know if I need to give you guys any records. I don't know you. I don't know Hydos, Hydros. I don't, I'm not sure who you're looking for. There's tons of high elves that come through here. We got the world's best pies after all. Everyone loves pies. Maybe they just ate a bunch of pies and left. I do recall at university hearing about pies in this town because I'm a sage and I know these things. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Everyone knows about the pies. King's, uh, King's Orchard, great. They grow all the pies. Everything. It's great, but I'm not sure why that... You need records. So you're not going to give us the records? <laughs> See, but I, I know... Are you not? ...where the records are. Uh, All right. Roll, roll another intimidation check. It's 14. Okay. I still really don't want to give you the records, but I 
I definitely don't want to give him the record. So I'm going to give you the records. And you're already looking at them. So I don't know. They're the records. Are you looking for a specific one? I told you. <laughs> what you're really wanting <laughs> me to do is help and work. No. I just want the birth certificate. Well, I got to go and find it. So give me a second. <laughs> Crazy weirdos. We got to get you guys out of here. Uh, and he'll flip through a bunch of stuff. Don't, don't, yes. Don't worry about it, Denise. He does this to everybody. He's, <laughs> he's just simply a pain. Simply a pain. Loki, go back and hang out with your fairy. <laughs> I see here uh, Rosemary, yada, yada, yada. The only fact of interest would be that Ethos appears to be adopted. Or the natural parents are not listed. And you were looking for what now? I was looking for a fellow high elf, such as myself. His name was Tennis. 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 Last name Soccer? Nope, just Tennis. A tour of the King's Orchard, and I have no record of him checking out of the Bates Motel. Hmm. Thank you very much. Must be a clerical error. If it'll scribble down some notes. Oh, I... We... Well, generally, I'm, I believe in clerics. They don't make mistakes. I believe in errors. <laughs> is there anything else I could do for you, gentlemen? All, all I know is, is that back at school, we have to correct our errors. Well, that's why I scribbled the notes. Did you correct it? With the notes. Can I see it? Have you ever taken notes? Yeah, it's not my strength. <laughs> okay. Can you read? I'm with my hands and doing like flashy things, not notes. All right. And he'll, he'll, he'll hold out his, his notebook. And he's clearly said, check to see why no checkout. Check why no checkout. Satisfied? Right on, dude. Okay. Strange. But okay. Anything else I can do for you? Could you show us the way to the King's Orchard? Or the, I'm sorry, the Bates Motel. Oh, yeah, were you trying to get the pies? <laughs> That's where the pies come from. No, no, uh, Bloki, is it, if you've been, uh, if you've been keeping up, I'm, I'm looking for my best friend, Tennis. Yeah, I know, but you, you were going to go to the orchard. And yes, I misspoke, I'm sorry, uh, errors. Mm. Clerical. Mm-hmm. Hydros, Hydros provides. Uh, yeah, no, he can show you where the Bates Motel is. He ah, knows okay. exactly where everything is. Okay, Bloki. You can oh. trust him as far as you would like. If that'll be all. I'd like to look at the newspaper clippings. <laughs> she loved Denise lo- loves reading. <laughs> I want to investigate some more. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. The fucking down. 500's down again. Look at that. <laughs> at this point, Hitchcock's like, look at the fucking clippings. Like, <laughs> Just get out of my office. <laughs> These are public records. I'm not even sure why I'm here. <laughs> then leave. <laughs> All right. I'm out of here. <laughs> You're going to hear him as at least. It's going to make one hell of a story. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Denise looks at the newspaper. What is your stuff? A 14. All right. 14. Wait, 14's a hot 15. Roll. 15. Well, that makes all the difference in the world. A, with a 15, you are able to find multiple newspaper clippings. None about the family that was in the tavern. What you are able to find is a series of 
missing per or, or missing persons articles seemingly random if you would please roll a wisdom check You have no fucking clue. You're just a bunch of articles about missing people. Do I see the articles as she flips through them? No, you weren't over her shoulder. I think you were getting okay. ready to go to the Bates Motel. I don't know what these two yoo were doing. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. So I, so I was asked... <laughs> I, you're gunning each other. I know. Wait, also, I'm just going to go... I'm just going to go, hmm, weird. <laughs> I'm just going to put down the newspapers and walk away. So you all hear, Denise, you, mis- you mistake it for a crunching of gravel outside at first before you realize it was Denise saying, hmm, weird. <laughs> what, that wasn't a lawnmower starting? Oh, my God. It's like... It's like the si- the Simpsons, the two Marge's two yeah, yeah, sisters yeah. that are just chain smokers, and they just whenever they mumble, they just. <laughs> That's all I picture now. So, anyways, Hitch- Hitchcock told me, Blokey, that I could go ahead and, and direct uh, direct. What the heck's your name? Tobias. Tobias, sorry. Tobias to the the lodge or the inn or whatever. It's the Bates Motel. The Bates Motel. I was. I was gonna mess Four around. Motifs, anybody? Come on. I mean, yeah, no, I know. Bates I know. Motel. No, I got it. I got Rosemary's it. Baby. I've gotten them all. I'm working. No, I got, I've I got, gotten them all. I got them. I got. Them. So, anyways, I, I was gonna mess with you, but in in my head, I'm like, I'm realizing, even though I'm kind of an old idiot, I'm like, all right, I do have respect for Hitchcock. I'm gonna do what he said, and I'm gonna show you the way. So, I, I beckon you forth, and right, we we can go to the Bates Motel. This way. Very well. All right, you guys all. Head out, and Denise still wondering what the hell was missing. That was people. so weird. <laughs> missing people. Uh, you all head towards the Bates Motel. You wander down the the streets of Amityville. Not a whole lot going on at this point. It's gotten later in the night. Most of the lanterns that alight the town are slowly being uh, doused. You make your way towards the top of a hill, where when you crest it, you look down, and down a winding path is. A motel farther beyond that, you see rows and rows and rows and rows of fruit trees. In the middle of those trees is what you can only assume to be King's Orchard and kind of their setup and uh, where they make all their pies. But you make your way to the Bates Motel. The motel is always open. Lights flicker uh, as you walk up the front porch. The base motel looks much like a normal house, just a little bit bigger. It's got a giant front porch that winds around both right and left side. You have been here a numerous times, Loki. You knock on the door. A plump woman who you know to be Carrie King, the owner of both Bates Motel and King Orchard, scrambles and opens the door. Ah, uh, yep, yeah. and she sees you goes, Ah, Bloki, uh, thought you were some newcomers. What? What? Oh, she's going to look past. Oh, you you have newcomers. What What all can can I do for you guys tonight? Come on, come in, come in, get out of the rain, out of the rain. Come in, come in, come in, please, please, please. Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, my eye twitches like <laughs> five times as I walk by her. Right this way. Yep, yeah, yeah, come on, come in, have a seat, have a seat. And she's going to uh, lead you kind of. To and fro, to and fro throughout the the base floor, which is has you know common room, kitchen, lounge, all that fun stuff. And she's gonna lead you to kind of the the lounge. She's got a nice pool table, a nice billiards table there. And uh, you know, uh, why are you guys here so late? What can I do for you? Ah, uh, 
Hail Hydos. Uh, my name is Tobias Rawls. That's a new one, but yes. we accept all kinds here at the base of the My name is Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very nice, was it? No, I don't... Do uh, you guys know each other? <laughs> for a few hours, we have, ah. yes. Uh, my name is Tobias. Uh, again, Hail Hydos. Uh, I, but I've been looking for someone. I've been looking for my best friend. He's a fellow high elf such as myself. His name is Tennis. Tennis Scarborough. And Hitchcock, the local town clerk, has told me that he checked in here not very long ago. But he never checked out. So I was just curious if, if he was still here, if that's an invasion of privacy or not, for you to release that information. But I'm very concerned about his whereabouts. Tennis. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to go and check our records, but I can, I can probably do that. Can I get you guys some pies while you wait? Uh, I'm... World famous, apple, pumpkin. Uh, yes, a pumpkin pie. No pie for me. One pie. There's a certain pie we have back at school. <laughs> just, just tobacco. <laughs> just, uh, Do you have a smoke? Well, what do you? <laughs> wizard pie. I mean, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else. Okay, I don't know the recipe to wizard pie. I'm gonna get you anything. Other a, lot, a lot of dairy involved. <laughs> <laughs> With, we're a different type of farm. We're a, a fruit farm and not so much that type of But I will get you a pie as well, and I, maybe I'll surprise you. You, blokey, the usual <laughs> rhubarb pie if I've ever seen. Some visine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I have been just twitching my eye at everybody all night long. It's pretty fun, actually. Um, it's gonna be hard to turn it off when I go home. <laughs> I'm scared it's gonna be permanent. Um, but but yes, the the rhubarb pie. That's the rhubarb one. pie. Okay, that's, I'm gonna yes, yes. I'm gonna go check our records and uh, we'll get get you guys squared away with those pies. Uh, and she leaves and leaves you to your own devices to talk for just a little bit. After a short while, the lanterns and candles that were illuminating the house, you feel a gust of wind and. Whoosh, all light extinguishes. You guys are now left in the dark alone. You briefly wait to hear a sound of someone obviously trying to fix the situation or figure out what's going on or for the love of God make you guys some pies. You hear nothing. What do you guys do? I'd like to investigate. <laughs> what are you investigating? Everything. Okay. Roll, roll with, with, with that broad range. Roll a uh, investigation check, and we'll see well, what you wait, do. Wait, what do I see? Describe the room, please. Yes, thank you. So you are in the billiards room. If you're getting the clue theme there. That's with the weapon? With, yeah, with the candlestick. With the onion is, hammer. With the <laughs> onion hammer. You are in the billiards room. The scene is this. You are There are two chairs, which, of course, Bloki and Tobias are sitting in. Fairy friend is kind of fluttering around left and right. There is one door, one door to the north that leads into the kitchen is where you are at. All lights extinguished. I cast light. Okay. Cantrip. I'm going to touch the open door so that 20-foot light... Boosh. Yeah. The door pops open as Denise was going to <laughs> search and see what that was going on. The fairy flies forward, wham, runs into it, and light bursts out under the kitchen. 
there's no one there. No signs of anyone making pies. You hear nothing from the kitchen. But light does illuminate itself onto the foyer, kitchen area, and billiard room, which where you guys are at. I want to investigate for, like, a trap door or something. Roll an investigation check. Hmm. I have advantage. Okay. Roll again. 11. <laughs> uh, with, with an 11, no trap door that you can see. No footsteps, no nothing. You do, with an 11, which is better than average, manage to catch what very well could be whispers on the wind. And it sounds like they're coming from your right. Heading towards the foyer, perhaps towards the library on this (laughs) short one-shot. Hey, (laughs) come over here. Do you guys hear that? I'd like to make an investigation check as well to see if I hear it. Okay. No. <laughs> I was going to say no. I rolled a two, and I, I don't have a plus 20 mod. So I, I, I would like to. I cup, I cup my ear with my hand, and I try to check. Roll it. Roll it. Roll an investigation check. Denise says, hey, do you guys hear that? And simultaneously, both Bloki and Tobias pop their heads right next to hers. <laughs> Tobias goes, I don't hear anything. And I'm just, just like twitching at her, and I'm listening right next to her. I got a 14. Oh, God! <laughs> what? Do you need me to listen for something? Got a... What is this investigation? 16. <laughs> the fairy flies past all of you. <laughs> oh, I li- oh, wait. I, I'm so sorry. I lied. I have plus six investigation. I got a 19. Man, why wasn't he investigating earlier? I know. I'm, I'm sure. This is my first roll of the night. Let's go. So, <laughs> immediately, Bloke is like, I, I hear it, and then... Me too! <laughs> Flies past you. <laughs> you hear at as soon as so sorry. What is what's your name again? Nuggets. Nugs. As soon as Nugs, as soon as Nugs flies flies past you guys and yells, "Me too!" The whispers you hear all of a sudden turn into screams, and you hear Carrie's voice. Hold them, hold them off, sweetie. Mommy's got to make a run for it. And you hear, you hear a couple of slams and quiet once again. Turn off my light cantrip. Okay. Light goes off. You're back into the darkness. Except for my light crossbow. You've all light. heard what sounds like somebody closing some sort of door and someone obviously talking to someone else coming from the room directly in front of you, which on the map, for those of you not looking, just so happens to be the library. Tobias is going to unsheath his morning star. It was draped over his back. He will break it free and say... By the power of Hydos, we must investigate if violence has occurred here. Innocence will not be struck down on my watch. Hydos provides, and I will continue forward towards silently. Silently. Roll, roll, roll a stealth, stealth roll check. Roll stealth check, yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's Devin, our DM, who just, he doesn't care what the check is. If he rolls bad, he's like, nope, that's a no. Nope, that's, I, got an that's a hard no. I know so. what I would do in the situation, and I wouldn't do it, so no. <laughs> no modifier or anything. I, I, I got a seven plus one, so. Okay, that's an eight, and that's a we'll no. We'll in the second half. That's a no, so <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, we got him on the back uh, un- Unfortunately, whomever is still left in the library probably picks up on it as you slowly open the doors. And you were being fairly stealthy, but as you open the doors here, <laughs> as both doors open up. 
You look back and you realize you weren't that stealthy. Your companion's directly behind you. You continue to walk in. The room is dark as the light has now gone out, uh, save for the crossbow on Loki's back, who is behind you, of course, so you cannot see into the room very well. Well, I have dark vision. You have dark vision? Ooh, I do too. Okay. Oh, and I have like super dark vision. <laughs> super dark vision. You <laughs> all. Whatever, yeah. You. <laughs> hey, uh, hold on one second. So I get to roll for the first time, and you guys can all make perception checks. Anyone who's checking. Oh my god. I can't see shit. I got a five. I got an eight. Got a six. Two plus twelve. Four. Okay, so. So the, the, the fairy is the only one. You, everyone else peeking around, peeking around. You notice on the backs of the, the bookshelves, there seems to be a, uh, a middle-aged man with his back turned to you he be- who believes he is very well hidden at this point. Uh, and he is just standing still at this moment. What do you do? I cast, I, I'm going to cast, I think, Minor Illusion. And I'm going to make a sound. It's going to be a sound of someone going, boo, right next to him. <laughs> All right. He rolled, he rolled a, wis- a wisdom check of uh, a three, so he's going to fail. He's immediately, you're going you're gonna to watch as this guy is going to whip out a machete and turn and immediately swing it, whatever it just said, boo, wham, uh, and miss, obviously, because there was nothing there. And as he turns to look at towards the doorway where, where the crossbow light is still shining, we are going to roll initiative. Oh. Let me ask you this. Because he moved, can we all see him now? Yes, everyone can see him. Yep. Loki got a nat 20. Hold on one second. We're going to do this a little bit different than we normally do. 25 through 20. So that was you. Loki got a 20. 20 through 15. 16. I got 16. 18. And that leaves... Five. Five. Tobias. My name's Tobias. We got it. (laughs) (laughs) Hail Hydos. With a, with a natural 20, usually you go first. That's how it works. Almost D&D. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. That's the real thing is that you, as soon as your uh, your fairy companion shouts boo, Nug shouts boo, the sky swings, wham, you are going to get a surprise attack on him with a nat 20. So you get to go, and then you get to go again. Okay. So what I would like to do to start my turn is cast Eldritch Cannon. So I hope I'm doing this right. But essentially, there's a couple options, but I am creating a cannon creature that has eight legs. It's got eight, like, mechanical spider-type legs. And essentially, I get a bonus action where I can tell it to attack and move during a bonus action. So I think my first action is summoning it. Yep. And then as a bonus action, I can can say, Henry! Because his name is Henry, obviously. Henry! Fire! The cannon's name is Henry. Yeah, yeah, the cannon's (laughs) name is Henry. We go way back. And now i got to figure out how the heck to use it. So Henry has three different mechanisms. He can be a flamethrower. He can shoot ballistas, which is just like a... Or he can be a protector, protector which yeah. gives off health. I see that. So, so, yeah, well, that's what I'm going for. So when I cast it, just because you library. probably read this more than me, is it like each turn is it different or I summon it as one of them? That's all it is, yeah. So until you until you get rid of it, you can only do it once per long rest, right? So Yeah, so he's the flamethrower. Yeah, so he's yeah. just going to be the flamethrower. Oh, the entire time. I mean, we're in a library. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so. The man wow. who's photosensitive casts flamethrower. So, yeah. <laughs> ah, not again. Henry, you son of a bitch. Didn't, didn't you want to... <laughs> 
Didn't you ever wonder how he became since light sensitive? <laughs> Henry, I told you about the shit. Ah! Every time. Every time he does this. The twitch. Yep. This is happening again. I'm a photosensitive pyrotechnic. <laughs> All right. And it, is, it, it shoots out a 15-foot cone of fire. It runs forward. So it just blasts towards this dude. And that's and a these that's a bonus action, right? So that's your action yeah. and bonus action. What's the save on that? So the deck save, two d eight fire damage on a failed save takes half as much. Yeah. The flaming knife and flammable objects in the area that aren't being water carried. Yes. All right. Uh, so go ahead and roll your two d eight for damage. Yes. He rolled a nineteen for his saving throw. I rolled a one and a two. So he's going to take... We'll round up in this one shot. I'm not sure how it's normally done, but this is almost D&D where we almost do things right. He will take two damage. Two. <laughs> the tiniest flame is just like, pew. All he's right. all out of propane. Yes. It's like... <laughs> just a little big lighter. And, <laughs> and as soon as you do that, although he kind of shrugs it off, the light illuminates him. He is, of course, wearing a hockey mask over his face. He's wearing a vest for armor, not much else. He's carrying one long machete, and it looks as if he has been bruised, battered, and dare I say a little bit decayed uh, is who who you're staring at as the light illuminates him. Everything else around him does catch on fire. I just realized we do have a tabletop in this game, so let's go ahead and put our minis down and we can put wherever everybody is. Yeah, Yeah, you guys go ahead and place yourselves. Most of you are still at the door. Is this the door? Yeah, that, or I was going to say right next to the foyer on the other side, but yeah, either either way, it's fine. If you guys are there, then... Yeah, and I can, um... It, I, so, as my bonus action, I can make him attack and move, so I'm actually, he's going to scurry away from the guy. So, when you spawn him, he spawns within 60 feet of you? Yeah, okay, so that works, yeah. And yep. then he's going to go away. 15 feet away? He's now 25 feet away from the big bad. Or not big bad, that's not big bad, but from the bad guy. That was your action, bonus action. You have movement as well as another turn directly after this. Oh my god, I do have another turn. That's great. So I'm going to... How far away are we from him? Uh, he's 25 feet. You guys are around 45 feet away. All right, so I'll, I'll move up like halfway. And then I'm going to go ahead and cast... I'm going to cast Scorching Ray on him. I, I, I don't know much about this guy, but I'm just trying to light him on fire for some reason. <laughs> so... For this, <laughs> glad I put him in the library. That's right. Um, but yeah, basically, I get to roll two d six, and I just launch oh three rays of fire. Yeah, scorching ray does three different bolts. Okay. Is that a spell? Yep. Okay. That's a spell. Each ray is two d six. Make a ranged spell attack. It's oh, plus six so to weird. hit. All right. For uh, each one. For each one, correct. I got two twos and an 11. Does plus, that use... Plus six. Plus six, yeah. So two eights and a 17. Okay, the 17 hits. The only one that All hits. right, so I get to roll 2d6. Yep. Got a one and a two. It's like I'm not even trying. I'm he old. Takes, I'm old. I only got one eye. takes three damage. You barely struck this guy a little bit. I, and, and yet... I mean, I just, it's just... Picture, <laughs> picture, if you will, exactly. Just this old... Old man twitching and and flailing and just blowing fire everywhere, but doing nothing. The room it's a fire. Ah, he's over here. No, he's over there. 
The room, which was shrouded in darkness, now becomes a light as Bloki sprints forward and immediately summons a cannon out of nowhere, which begins to burn the back half of the library as well as books close to our bad guy, which you uh, will come to know or may not know, but his name is Jason. There's your motif for the day. And then he proceeds to do more fire and sprouts three, essentially, streams of fire. Two of them miss and continue to coat more and more of the library in fire. Uh, One of them does hit. The back half of the library is now alight and ablaze with fire. And I would like to use my bonus action, which is to command my flamethrower <laughs> to blow more fire. All right. That's a saving throw. Uh, he rolled a 19 plus one. He rolled a dirty 20. So he's going to, if you so would. So it does half damage. Half damage, correct. Right. Eight and half, right. four. I'm officially done. Other people can play though. All right. And. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. It is now Nug's turn, followed by Denise. And then uh, Jason, our bad guy, and then Tobias. So I'm just going to, like, step out a little bit forward and be like, this is how you handle the situation. And I can't, I'm going to cast Ray of Frost. <laughs> thinking the opposite. Thinking right. the, there's fire, man. Like, I learned in school, like, you got to go, you know, water and fire. You got to do the opposite. I just imagine that's what you say. There's fire, man. You got to do the so opposite. I, I rolled and I got an 18. And, eight, and 18 does hit. 2d8. Eight. Eight. 3. 11. All right. There we go. Come on, Bloki. I guess that's how it's done. Yeah, when it comes to attacking, you sure blow it. <laughs> I just, I wink at you. Any, move, any, stuck, mo- so any movement are you saying where you are? I moved a little bit to get out of the corner that we are in. Okay. Which way? That's it. Denise. You're up. It's Denise. Okay. How <laughs> how far away am I? You're 45 feet away, but you have you have movement speed, so you're you're able to get most of the way there. So I can get within 15 feet. Probably. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna get within my 15 feet, and I'm gonna start off with a poison spray. Okay. I extend my hand towards Jason, and I project a puff of noxious gas from my palm. He must succeed on a constitution saving throw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she takes a hit off her Marlboro and blows it in his face. The name's Denise. <laughs> Who are you? Let's be real. Hit me, you five con stud. It's a misty light because it's a little better. She takes off her oxygen tank. <laughs> I gotta get to the casino. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. Is it a saving throw? I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. You just succeed on a constitution. You did. It's con 15. I mean, 14. Sorry. I rolled a nat 20. I'm really upset about that. High rolls. 18, 19, and 20 so far. Well... That sucks. <laughs> Do I take half damage? No. No, it just says you just succeed on a saving throw or take one D12 poison damage. So you okay, succeeded. So you rush forward, <laughs> blow smoke up his ass, uh, and along along with the uh, smoke that is continuing to fill the the small library uh, and heat, you know, it's, it's beginning to get hotter. Uh, a wave of poison mists and is immediately burned away with the the fire. Bonus action and more movement. Got it. 
So what do I? So what can I do for my bonus action? Something Nothing. else. Say something witty and. Okay, I'm done. Smoke I'm done. Cigarette, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, take, it's okay. take another drag. Yeah, take another hit. All right, it is Jason's turn. Jason is going to sprint forward. Who is this gentleman right there? Uh, I think that's Denise. Denise. <laughs> Jason is going to use his full movement. He has 45 feet of movement. He is going to sprint forward. Uh, he's going to multi-attack. He is going to roll and swipe at you with his machete. It's an 18 hit. If you would take 11 slashing damage. He sprints past, uh, and as he does so, he is going to take a swipe at your cannon has an AC of it's an AC of 18 and the number of hit points equal to 5 times your artificial level so that's 30 hit points 18 19 hits he will take damage also shit uh, 10 slashing damage as well uh, he will then rush forward he does have 3 multi attacks and he will uh, but his third one is not a machete his third one is an unarmed strike a 12 hit on on nugs i'm sorry on nugs a 12 hits on a nugs if, if you would take if you would take five bludgeoning damage he runs forward punches you wham with his left fist he now sits in the middle of the fray thaddeus it is your turn tobias i'm sorry tobias it's your turn so to Bias is going to look at the person in front of him and he's always trying to use diplomacy before violence even if violence has already been displayed. So he's going to look at the person in front of him and say, Hydos commands this fight to end now. And he's going to make an intimidation check to hopefully intimidate if I would... Yeah, go ahead. No. <laughs> what, what did you get? You gotta let the, gotta let the a, listeners know. It's a uh, one. Okay, you want a crit fail? Crit fail. A crit fail. Yeah, I'm. You gotta let. That's that's part of the fun. You gotta let the people know what you what you rolled. You rush forward, uh, and Hydos commands. You know that this fight should immediately stop before you get all of those words out. Uh, puff of smoke fills your lungs. You can't you can't tell if it was the noxious gas from Denise or if it was the smoke filling up from the scorching rays. But you <laughs> are unable to get finish that full sentence. And as such, Jason is unfortunately not intimidated. I'm I'm done. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. I'm done. Before we get to the starting start of the order, smoke continues to fill the room. The flame spreads. You now can hear uh, hear the sound of crackling old wood coming from other rooms of the house. You look beyond, and you can see this torn through the back wall and is leached into the room directly behind it, and it continues to spread. If smoke continues to fill the library, if you would all please make a Constitution saving throw. Sixteen. Twenty-three. Let's go. Eight. Nineteen. I rolled a, I rolled a nat six. If you would take six fire damage, please. Uh, Jason rolled a fifteen uh, plus four, so a nineteen. So he's good. Uh, it is now up to Bloki. My turn. Yep. All right, I am going to cast 
reduce on him. Um, so reduce, he has a, there's a con save of 14. If he fails, shrinks to half size. He rolled a 14 plus four, 18. He remains <laughs> as is. <laughs> <laughs> the magic gets shrugged off of him. He continues pressing forward. Uh, bonus action movement. Oh, yeah. Bonus action. I got my little cannon buddy, and boy, oh, boy, he's going to do what he does. He's going to blow flames at him. All right. It is a 15-foot cone, and we will say for this round, it, the cone will end directly right before you get to – right before you get to – oh, my gosh. Tobias. Tobias thing. I keep wanting to call him Thaddeus, but right before you get to Tobias, yes. Perfect. Just as planned. Yeah. So is that oh, yeah, deck save, right? Uh, Twelve. So that fails. Okay. Because it's 14. Let's go. I hit for six. Or my little Henry hits for six. It hits him, but yep. 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 Okay. Uh, Movement or anything like that. You're still towards the front of the... I'm fine the way I'm. I'm just. I'm just standing still, twitching a little bit, but no, not eager to go anywhere. Okay, Nugs, you're up. Followed by Denise. As, as I'm fresh out of school for a break, I'm like, oh, is this a competition? Because I'm gonna cast reduce. Well, he rolled uh, eleven, which is a. 15. Oh. <laughs> high rolls. Jason's got this high game rolls. Sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, he shows up. Better than you. Bonus action or movement? Uh, yeah, I'm going to missy step. Okay, where are you going? Uh, towards the next room that's burning a hole in the So hole. this one is on, this one back here, the one directly behind it's on fire. So you want to go that way or that way? Because they're both now officially, like it's leashing that way and this way. I would say as a DM, Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You're not really trying to go anywhere but this room because the voices you both heard in this room, and so far you've encountered only one person. Well, I basically just, I want to get, like, I want to go, like, 30 feet behind him. Gotcha. Yes. There? Yeah, okay. sure. Yep. All right. Denise, you're up. Okay. Now I want to do my double sword thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the attack is a 12. 12 does not hit. <laughs> so you get to you you get to do one more attack, mm-hmm. and then if you want to use your bonus action, you can all attack again. Got bad news. No. That's even worse. It's a nine. <laughs> Does not hit. You want to use your bonus action to uh, hit him with your other weapon, which is probably can I do, so you do the same weapon. Can yeah. I do a spell that says it takes a bonus action? It says it, casting uh, time yeah. one bonus yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm doing hex. Okay. Uh, I place a curse on Jason because I can see him. Until the spell ends, I deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage whenever I hit it with an attack. Also, I choose one ability, and Jason has disadvantage on ability checks made with that ability until the curse ends. So I'm going to pick... No, he doesn't lose. It's disadvantage, but like strength, dex, con, uh, constitution, intellect, wisdom, or charisma. Con because we keep trying to do spells. I was going to say, they keep... Yeah, they keep yeah. I'm going to do con. And the fire damage was was con as well. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll do constitution. Okay, gotcha. He's now hexed. There you go. Uh, Tobias, you're up. Tobias is going to <clears throat> clear his throat after all the smoke and say, fine, as Hydos provides, Hydos will make 
you pay. And he is going to enmity, vow of enmity. Uh, so one creature within 10 feet. So that's how close am I? Are we? You can move within. I'm going to move yeah. within 10 yeah. feet. Uh, I gain advantage on attack rolls for one minute. So I am going to swipe at him with my morning star. Does a 19 hit? Absolutely, it does. 19 hits. Gonna take four damage. A lot, and I will do a second attack. Does an 11 hit? (laughs) 11 does not hit. I'm starting to not like this character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else you want to do? Bonus action movement. No. Okay, that's I'm fine. Good. I'm just gonna say, don't, take that. Don't forget your divine smites on hits. You can yeah. you, you can cast spells. Uh, all right, and we are at the top of the order. Everyone, make a Constitution saving throw. Fifteen. Sixteen. Nine. Dirty twenty. Denise, you and Jason are both gonna take six fire. And with that, we're at the top of the order. Bloki. I would like to cast Grease. Okay. I guess so. We might. So listen. So listen. Who planned that? Yeah, right. So I I whip out my onion hammer, and I wave it around, and I cast Grease on the floor. It's like a a 10-foot radius of just goopy goop, but I'm going to have it end right at the bad guy. So it's cast behind him. It's going to seep right into him. Leave my friends alone. Um, and yeah, there's a, what is it? A deck save deck of save. 14. He rolled a 19. What does happen though is as soon as you you cast Grease, it floods the ground. A spark ignites. Jason immediately boosh, goes directly up in flames and he's going to take 3d8 fire damage. Hold on one second. He had nine health points. How do you want to do this? Because you have just burned him alive. It's <laughs> yes. He just... The twitching intensifies. Oh, yeah. I mean, so... Yeah, you see me twitching and pointing my old man finger in a, in a somewhat like fist-like motion and you see the just... And the grease comes out and blobs everywhere as he gets covered in it and just immolates All right. the flames up to the up to the ceiling. He flails. He crumples at your feet. The flame does not crumple though; it continues to grow and burn off of his uh, corpse. The ground around you continues to burn and decay. I just realized I did not go for Jason this last turn, but whatever. We're too far gone now. If everyone would roll a perception check for me. Fifteen. Pretty twenty. Twelve. Eighteen. Okay. All right. You guys all pretty perceptive. Uh, as the room is kind of crumbling around uh, around you, you notice that one there seems to be where from where Jason was standing originally a hatch, and two where the wall has crumbled behind that hatch. Uh, the floor has kind of crumbled crumbled away a little bit as well, and there seems to be some sort of underground tunnel that you can see through the cracks of the floor leading to places unknown. What do you guys do? I believe we should follow the light illuminating the floorboards. I I, I can't really see through it, but 
I, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna ignore you, and I want to <laughs> see what these people think. Let's go. Okay, Denise says let's go. Fairy man. Yeah, let's fly away. Okay, we we go. I'm gonna quickly make an investigation check just to like peek around the corners to see if there's any bodies or anyone, anyone else, else other. around here. Right. Okay. Thirteen. Right, Thirteen is good enough. You don't see any bodies. What you have um, investigated. So as you you look around, you head, you peek into the kind of the foyer, and you see um, uh, a gentleman there who's basically counting guests as they run run around. He's got his things like that's everybody, and he sprints <laughs> out as well. So with the thirteen, you're fairly certain that everyone else is safe in this area. We're, we're going for it. Heading into the tunnel. Okay. You because head. Denise said so. <laughs> because, because, yeah. She's, I don't know why Denise all of a sudden became a 70 year old woman who likes to gamble and has. Uh, it's just because of smoking. Yeah. She's not 70. <laughs> she's not 70. She just, it just sounds like. She's it. actually 25. It's a hard 40. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you head into the tunnel. Uh, the smoke and fire still blazing around you, continuing uh, as you're sprinting through uh, floorboards and ash rain down on you. Everyone roll a dex check. Saving throw, I apologize. Saving throw. 13. 21. 12. 15. Okay. Nugs and Tobias take eight bludgeoning damage as a bar, wham, smacks you guys over the head. You land flat on your backs. Wings semi-crushed. Uh, you <laughs> turn to face Tobias. Your noses are, you know, your noses are almost touching uh, as you push, push it off the head. You're Tobias. <laughs> yes, you must be Nugs. Uh, help me, please. Yes, I'm trying. I'm trying. And you successfully push it off. No problem. It actually is continuing to burn. Just, I'm just a wee bit small. It, it's a it's a test by Hydos himself. We must be strong. Make a perception check for me. Everybody? Yes. Five. Sixteen. Fifteen. Four. Okay. <laughs> Denise and Tobias. Both in, at different points in the journey, because you're a little bit ahead of, uh, of Tobias. You both, as you're sprinting, realize that what you're passing is not just an underground tunnel. There are doors to the left and the right of you. And with those perception checks, it's good enough to realize that there are forms or figures within two of the doors. One that you're there and one that you're right by. What do you guys do as the fire continues to rage ahead of you? By the power of Hydos, we must get out of here, please. And I'm going to try and... Kick open the door. I'm not even gonna check that it's. Make an may I make an athletics check. Fifteen. Okay, fifteen. Boom! The power of hydros flows. Hydros. I don't know where it became hydros, but it did for me. I'm so sorry. Hydros flows through you. Wham! You kick open the door. It's not a way out, but it is a small room. A form sits there, emaciated in front of you in rags. You roll him over. You recognize your best friend who left you so long ago. Tennis! My, by Hydos himself, tennis! And I'm immediately going to cast Lay on Hands. So, Lay on Hands, uh, you have a pool of healing power that you can restore 30 hit points for a long rest. How much are you giving him? Uh, I'm going to give him five just to try and get sure. out of here. You give him five, you see his eyes flutter open and a flicker of recognition goes across his face. He looks past you and sees all the burning buildings. He looks at you and he goes, oh, God, it's you. <laughs> And then in a whisper that only you can hear, he's going to smile and wink at you. Hail Hydos. Hydos. Hydos provides, please. And I'm, I'm going to scoop him up and right. throw him over my shoulder. Your movement speed is, speed is halved. You are last in line. 
you are right next to a door as well. What do you do? Well, yeah, I'll kick on. it in. Okay, go ahead and roll an athletics check. Seven. I, wham! The door is <laughs> solid and stands shut. Uh, unfortunately, you are unable to budge the door. The form in there, figure uh, in there, uh, not moving, not recognizing what's going on. Uh, what are you guys doing? You guys are just going to continue to run out? Somebody come help me! <laughs> you are ahead. You are ahead of Nugs. You're right in line with uh, with Floki. How how far am I from Tobias? Uh, you're probably about twenty five to thirty feet away from Tobias. Who him and uh, him and Nugs were were trapped, and they're about thirty feet away from me. Twenty five, thirty feet away from me. All right. So so I'm actually gonna. I turn around and I and I scurry back in my old man weird jaunt towards him and i i actually go and i cast cure wounds on his friend that he's holding okay as as like a little bit of a tennis all of a sudden is probably healthier than he's been in a full year almost and he, he now fully realizes who's carrying him. he goes you son of a bitch i can't believe that god's actually real and he stands up and starts walking you've you've cured me i can walk <laughs> He, he begins sprinting out. Let's go! It was not the power of me, brother. It was the power of Hydos himself. You, he's the, listen, I'm with you. You it converted was, me. It was actually... It was me. He's sprinting past... <laughs> I did it. He's sprinting past Loki. Both, both Tobias and Tennis sprint past you, and they can barely hear you over the roar of the fire. Uh, you are you and Nugs are now neck and neck. Nugs, are you just trying to get out, or are you... The door is locked, right? No, no, no. So you're in a hallway. They, those are doors to the left and the right. Oh. You look, great point. You look forward as ash and fire rain down on you, and you see a uh, hint of moonlight ahead of you. Probably 60 feet ahead of you. Well, I'm still going to cast knock on the door to try to kick open. Okay, you're going to, what does that do? Awesome. <laughs> so, him, Denise, Denise. I, I kick the door and it doesn't work, and then the fairy just walks up. <laughs> it turns the knob. Uh, there Thank is, you. <laughs> there is a a form in there, um, unconscious and unaware. So I, don't, I don't have to. I can just. I can cast it from within 60 feet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I'm not at You're not even there. Just, just point just, to it. But apparently, it creates a sound that can be heard from 300. Feet <laughs> <away>. <laughs> you <laughs> kick it. Boom. The door unlocks. <laughs> You're not sure if you're just that good? I did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the door unlocks, uh, and there is a form, unconscious form. What do you do? Yeah, I'm going to go over and turn him over and see who it is, and yep. I don't know. You don't recognize him. Uh, Loki is no longer kind of by your side, so, yeah, you don't recognize him. Not Does sure anybody know who this is? Should we leave him? Uh, let me take a look. You take a look. Uh, <laughs> Please, we don't have time. Oh, yes, we do. Screw it. If you would, absolutely... If you could roll a history check for me. <laughs> is it by any chance stone-based history? Because for some reason I have advantage you, on that. You, <laughs> you have advantage on rocks? You, How did you know? Because I'm a dwarf. I'm not shitting you. It's true. You look around. You're like, I don't know who this is, but I do know these walls. Yeah. Go ahead and roll, roll Go ahead and roll it again. So it's 11. I don't know. All right. Just good enough. Rocks. You, you've know. been down. You don't recognize the, the uh, middle-aged woman. Who is who was unconscious before you? Uh, but there's soot and ash all over. You swipe it off of her face and look at it. And goes, oh, I know this girl. <laughs> you, you, for what reasons we are not sure, but it, with the taste of metal and her unconscious form, uh, you recognize her as. Uh, and I don't know why you would know this, but because we're running out of time, I'll give you more. You recognize her as Ethos' real mother, what? unconscious. So I, I lick the soot, 
let's recap. I licked the soot. Ah, it, that, it can't be, but it is. We gotta stop meeting like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I, I'll look over to Denise. This is Ethos's mother. What? <laughs> I said, I said, I, I said, this is Ethos' mother. At that, you grab, I'm assuming you, you grab the woman, you, you're getting her out, or what are you doing? No, I'll leave her. Okay, all right. She's... No, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. We got, right we there got too. off the rails. Denise. I will, I will, I would, I'm trying to help her out. Okay. Denise and, uh... Floki, <laughs> grab this woman. She is fully unconscious, but you do manage to grab her and continue down the hallway. Everyone, make one more deck saving throw for me. That twenty. Well, let's go. Five, <laughs> nine, four. Uh, if you three, please, Nugs, uh, Bloki, and Denise, if you guys would take eight bludgeoning damage. Uh, and as as debris rains down, smacks you over the face and continues to batter and bruise your bodies, clipping your wings and striking these spikes on your face. But you you do all manage to make it out. You all you all make it out of the roaring inferno with two captives set free. Uh, one tennis who is alive and well and believes in Hydos now. Uh, you find that you have escaped into the king's orchard and the rain has stopped. Puddles are all around you. You look forward, there's a dim light and uh, a woman speaking 100 feet ahead of you and she looks to be on some sort of hill speaking to a dead and decaying tree, the only thing that looks dead in the forest. And uh, she's saying, I, I've done everything you've said. I've, I've brought you souls. I've brought you bodies. I've, I've brought you thing and you have blessed me so well, but they found us. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And that is when you enter into the undead glade. You walk out, the woman you recognize is Carrie. The tree is a giant undead tree with, or sorry, dead looking tree uh, with three giant branches sprouting off left, right, and straight ahead at you. Uh, you can't see who she is speaking to. All signs point to her speaking to said tree. Roll in, uh, yeah, we'll roll initiative because she's going to do something. Oh, so no. as we walk out in the last little bit, we will all roll initiative. Seven. Eleven. Fourteen. All right. Twenty-five through twenty. Fourteen. <laughs> twenty. Twenty through fifteen. Boy, 15 through 10. 11. 14. <laughs> All right. Nogs, what'd you roll? Four. Loki, what'd you roll? A seven. Carrie is sitting there talking to a tree. The tree opens up and a, um, a figure walks out. The figure is wearing a wizard's cap, has a skeleton for a face with razor sharp teeth uh his right hand is a long entangled vine with spikes along it his left hand a normal hand holding a mace uh and he is basically a skeleton but along the skeleton you see kind of decayed flesh and he's a he's a almost like a skull lord uh he is a plant fiend 
is what he is. Uh, he is going to rush out. He is going to see you and look at Carrie. He's going to nod at Carrie. And from atop, because he is on a, a little bit of a hill, as you can see on the map, for our listeners, uh, there are lights begin to swirl around this grove that they're at. Puddles and water encircle them. The um, decay lord is on the top next to the tree. Carrie immediately, uh, well, during on her turn, she'll do something. He is going to cast Animate Dead into um, a zombie and a skeleton that look to be some form of wild animals are going to sprout near you guys. The Animated Dead are going to sprout up directly in front of your party. Tall one is a skeleton. The other one looks to be some form of zombie-like creature. And that is the Decay Lord's turn. It is now Carrie's turn. Gary! Uh, Carrie's going to cast Mind Spike at the first person she sees, which is going to be... Uh, who's running out first? Which is going to be um, Denise, unfortunately. Den- well, Denise, yes, it's going to be Denise. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so... If you would please... Mind Spike? Mind Spike, yes. You reach into the mind of one creature you can see within range. The target must make a wisdom saving throw, taking 3d8 psychic damage on a failed save for half that much. So what kind of saving throw do I have to take? Wisdom saving throw. Oh, luckily I get advantage on wisdom. Uh, 19. Oh yeah, so you pass. That's fine. Uh, the searing pain does still enter your mind. You take 9 psychic damage but you are immediately able to shake off any other after effects. Carrie then sprints past the Decay Lord around the tree, and she's going to move over, slide down, and get on the second level tier there. Yeah, and kind of behind. Perfect. Thank you. Perfect. That is Carrie's turn. It is now Tobias's turn, followed by Denise, then Loki, then Doug. Tobias is going to step forward in front of everyone in front of his party, uh, puff out his chest, and say, Hydos commands you to stop this obscene and perverted meeting of vileness. And he's going to make an intimidation check. Against who? The Decay Lord? Yeah, the Decay Lord. That is a 16 for an intimidation check. Okay, with a 16, you are going to intimidate him. And he is... We'll see what he does on his next turn, but he officially is intimidated. Uh, As a bonus action? You'll see him take uh, an immediate step back. Uncertain. Denise, you're up. Uh, okay. I am just going to do my little double attack thingy on this little skeleton friend. Yep, go ahead. Uh, 16. Hits. Okay, so 1d6 plus 2. So 8 piercing damage. Okay, still and then standing. I do it you again. Chop off one arm. Yep, he's a skeleton. Do I do an attack roll again? Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, 17 plus 5. Hits, so 22. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. And 4. 4 piercing damage. A 4. What was your first damage? I'm sorry. First one was 8. Uh, a 4. You you chop off his legs. He's now crawling towards you. But he is still alive. Okay. And then... I think that's it. So as your bonus action, if you'd like to, because you took the attack action, right, you can take another one as your bonus action because you, you're a dual wielder. Can I do, like, a spell or something uh, that's as a, my bonus? That's a, that's a bonus action. Do you have a bonus action spell? Yeah, okay. Hold on. Uh, 
Yeah, I want to do the poison thingy again. Okay. Uh, what team is that? Uh, Constitution, Ooh. 14. Uh, he has a... Uh, he rolled... A lot. An 11. He rolled an 11. He does not have a good con. Okay, so then 2d12. Go ahead and roll. Uh, what comes to uh, I wouldn't even... Work. Actually, he has a plus 2 for con. He's also looking at the wrong stats. But he still is going to fail. And he only had one hit point left. So, okay. how do you want to do it? What do you want to look like? I mean, isn't he just a torso? He's at literally. This point? He's got one arm. He's got one arm. He's a one-armed skeleton crawling towards you. Yes. All right. So I don't have a lot of options. <laughs> I'm just sticking him right in the middle of the torso. Oh no! You look worse than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's just gonna fall apart directly at your feet. Uh, do you want to do any movement? No. Okay. Stay put. All grouped up. I like it. It is now. I'm sorry, uh, Bloki's turn, then Nugs. And then back to the top of the room. Bloki's back. Uh, I have a question. How long has it been since we were in the library? Not long at all. I mean, you guys have rushed out. You've run through kind of the glade in, I mean, like 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Oh, 45 goodness. seconds is oh. the official. It all happened so fast. It, okay, so the, my... the building is literally burning directly behind you. Okay, so my cannon follows, tries to follow me. Did he make it? Yeah, he made it. He made it. He's with me. Okay, cool. So that's good then. I'm going to cast Thorn Whip. And so I create this. I don't know. Doesn't the big creature have a big thorny hand? Arm? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So right back at him. I'm going to. And I, have, I create a Thorn Whip. Um, and I have to do a hit. Uh, a six. Does a 16 hit? Uh, a 16 is its armor class. And it does hit. Uh, so, uh, almost D&D fans out there. Uh, ties go to attackers, apparently, on one shot. For, for, yeah, for the, for the way I do it, if, the way I do it, I've always said, if it meets, it beats, is how I kind of, kind of roll it's cause it. because so, it rhymes. That's yeah, 100%, yes. It's probably the actual rule, too. But like, I, I just know that it rhymes. But mostly it rhymes. So, I, I so I 1d6 I piercing damage, oh, yep, yeah. so go ahead and roll. And if the creature is larger or smaller, you pull it up to 10 feet closer to you. It's three. Okay. Uh, he's going to take three damage, and he is going to get uh, pulled. There's no other check there, huh? There's no athletics check. What the hell? It says if the attack hits, creature takes that damage and is pulled close to you. Um, Rules as written. That's right. There yep. we go. Uh, he is going to be pulled ten feet closer to you. Perfect. He's and He's going to take the three damage. And in that case, it brings him right up to my pal Henry, who's going to blast flames upon him. <laughs> and so I think that's a deck save How of 14. How terrifying is that? You get pulled into the maw of a flamethrower You just see a legs. cannon like, on eight mechanical legs that's like kick, 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 kick. <laughs> He rolled a 10. Oh yeah, so I rolled 2d8. Eight. He begins. He begins to burn, uh, and you notice that uh, part of him, uh, the, the decayed part, burns uh, pretty darn good. Uh, from your, Art plant your Pokemon weak against fire. <laughs> for your, your professional experience, you notice that he burns pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah, that is your turn. He has moved ten feet closer. Uh, it is now. Did you? You, you want to move at all? No, no one else is, so I All think right. I will just Nugs, stand still. Nugs, you're up. That's good. 
Uh, I'm casting haste on myself. <laughs> and leaving. And he, <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Haste gives you an extra action on turn, so. Yep. It's big so then, and then, so Increase the movement speed. Yeah, it does a lot of stuff. So then I can do another action now because I cast that first, or no? Is so. Haste, that's a great question. And. Because um, it doesn't say, like. I think that's something that we're going to have to Google. I'm not going to Google it right now. It looks like our our normal DM, our all the, always DM, Devin is Googling it. So before I rule anything, I'll let him see if he can find something. But it is 11 o'clock, and I don't want to keep you guys here too late. So does haste, haste gives you an extra action. So does haste go into effect immediately and give you another action automatically, or do you have to wait one turn before haste takes effect? You would not normally get the benefit of extra attack on the turn you cast in haste. Okay, there you go. So RPG.stackexchange.com. Uh, if this has been uploaded 16 times. All right. It's the first thing I found. Whatever. I mean, this episode is sponsored by our personal RPG. handbook at page 250. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally with the source. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, and then... I'm plugging Chris with microphone. <laughs> and then I'm just going to flutter a little backwards away. Okay, you you do make it a little ways back. I don't know which person you are. You're this person. Alright, and we are back up to the Decay Lord. Can somebody move the Decay Lord closer to you guys? I just can't reach. I'm sorry. He is going... He's who You've been pulled off his ledge. Uh, he is now 20 feet away from you guys. He is going to move... 15 feet and get right within melee range of all of you and he is going to take a multi-attack. He's going to swing his mace at who is this person on my right? Yep, that person. Me. I'm Tobias Rawls. I'm a high elf paladin. <laughs> He's going to roll a dirty a dirty 20. Hits. Jerk. He would take 14 bludgeoning damage. He would then. He's then going to turn to the mechanical monstrosity directly in front of him. Same thing. Not does Henry. A, Not Henry. Does a dirty twenty hit? Yeah. Uh, 11, 11 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then he okay. he is going to do thorn whip to fairy that just tried to get away from him and drag him closer. Okay, what is that? When a creature you can see... Oh. Instinctive charm. When a creature you can see within 30 feet of you attacks you, you can use a reaction to divert it to another creature that's within its attack range. <laughs> <laughs> the attacker must make a whiz throw. On a failure, the attacker must target the creature that is closest to it, not including you or itself. Okay, so I need to make a wisdom saving throw? 14. He rolled a 16 plus something. He rolled a six, does a 19 hit. Yep. Okay. Uh, if you would take seven oh, yeah, piercing, out. really? Yep. All right. Yep. So seven piercing damage. You're on your very <laughs> body unconscious. Uh, you do get pulled ten feet closer. You are now within the throng of all of your other companions. All right. It is now Carrie's turn. 
Carrie uh, at the far back is going to peek out of the corner and she is going to cast. Uh, she's going to run. She is going to run in the orchard and she is going to get the hell out of here. Um, and she moves. She moves twenty. Yeah, she moves twenty feet away and she's going to start going off that. You see her begin to sprint directly out of line of sight. It was still, still within your line. It doesn't of matter. Sight. It's all made up. She's, she, yeah, it's He's all made like, up. no, not that she's, way. <laughs> she's fifty. She's fifty feet away now. Uh, it is. It is now. Uh, Tobias, you're up. Followed by Denise, Bloki, the Nugs. As a reaction, I wanted to do this before, but I didn't want to cut you off. No, as please. A re- as a reaction to getting hit with, uh, what did I get hit with? The slam. My slam attack. Yeah, yeah slam attack. Uh, I would like to make a performance check and try to no sell it. So do you know when wrestlers like yeah yeah one hundred percent like and then they turn back like it didn't even hurt absolutely go ahead go ahead make a performance check holy shit that's an eighteen okay so <laughs> at, with an eighteen plus what you did last time he immediately on on finishing all his attacks wham t- one slam to you one slam to the to the mechanical monstrosity thorn whip two. Nugs, he then turns to you with kind of a shark tooth grin and sees that you're just like nonchalantly staring back at him. He is going to backtrack and try and get back up on his perch, and that gives you guys all opportunity attacks that are close to him. One Nugs is out, so he's he's gone, but everyone else has opportunity attacks. Yep. Yeah, uh, you're with, you're still within opportunity attack range. You're within five feet. So I get an out. Yep. As well. Does a uh, 24 hit? Absolutely. Roll for damage. Take three damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll show him. <laughs> do I, so do I get one too? Yes. Yeah. Get one? You and Denise both get one. I got 11. 11 does not hit. 15? A 15. Does not hit sixteen. Is I was so excited to use my hunting <laughs> hammer. He does. <laughs> he does move back fifteen feet uh, from you guys. Yep. Thank you. And Tobias, it is still your turn. Full so turn. I'm going to cast Branding Smite on myself the next time I hit a creature with a weapon attack uh, before the spell ends, which this uh, requires concentration for up to a minute. The weapon gleams with astral radiance as I strike. The attack deals an extra 2d6. Okay. And I'm going to look at the undead fiend and say, Hydos commands this violence to stop. Okay. He's already a little intimidated by you, but so go ahead. So I don't know if that's a, should would be in another intimidation tech, or check because I already cast are you, what are you? What's your goal with, like, are you, you're really trying to get him to stop? I'm trying stop, to get him to stop. stop, stop he's doing. So. Okay. Okay. Hydos commands it. Okay. I Go ahead and roll it. an intimidation as well. Are you attacking as well? I can't. I can't. I cast Branding Smite. Oh, is that not a bonus action? That's an action. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's an action. Second level evocation doesn't say bonus action. Gotcha. Cool. Awesome. Mm, that's a one. Okay. Crit fail. A For intimidation. A with the the with the. <laughs> He was continuing to back up to you. He glances back at his tree as you continue to march forward. And as you continue to march forward, a root sticks out and catches you. And you you face plant down. And he sees through it a little bit and takes a step closer to you. Right. Yep. Great. All right. <laughs> Tobias. Awesome. Uh, Denise, you're up. Bought by Bloki. 
Okay, I'm gonna do my little double sword thingy. Okay. 11? 11 does not hit. <laughs> what? <laughs> How about a 10? <laughs> no. You have spells and other stuff too. <laughs> but that they keep failing. I know, that's sorry. Okay, so I didn't hit, right? Yeah, you can use But it. I still have another, I still have a bonus action, right? Absolutely. Okay, I want to activate Crimson Right on my sword. Awesome. So a weapon, when activated, I have to take 1d6 necrotic damage. If you want to, okay, yeah, yeah, yep. But while the right is in effect, I deal an additional 1d6 damage of the type determined by this right. So I'm going to do the right of flame. Cool. Fire damage. Yeah. So it'll be an additional 1d6 fire damage when I deal damage. Hell yeah. Go ahead and roll your 1d6. See how much damage you take. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you roll six. <laughs> if you would <Oof>. take... <laughs> Please tell me that knocks you out. injured myself. Activating this right. Out. Denise, ow. <laughs> ow. I'm the worst bounty hunter. <laughs> uh, do you want to move at all? I can't move. Okay. <laughs> Shocked. Bloki, you're up, followed by Nugs, who's going to have to take a roll unless somebody does something. All right, I'm, I'm going to walk up to my little fairy friend. <laughs> I walk up to my little fairy friend because he's knocked out, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like gone. So I, I, I look down at him with my twitchy eye and I have my old man finger and I go and I tap him on the shoulder and I cast Cure Wounds. That's <laughs> it. Listen. I didn't, it's just who I am. Um, so I heal you for nine. You're back up and I just... Come back to us, fairy. The wings begin to flutter above his unconscious body. <laughs> Nothing Come he back hasn't to the party. No, yeah, <laughs> nowhere he hasn't been before. I don't want to say it's not that funny, but it's like you just gave me an argument. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Someone might be offended, but <laughs> you can buy in the store. Yeah, in Massachusetts, you can I think. I feel like Narcan would be more like. <gasps> Oh, wow. <laughs> what a rush. Uh, what a rush. Yeah, exactly. So I have a question. Does my haste, is my haste still in effect? It's constant, is it concentration? You got very hastily knocked out. <laughs> yes, I did. Let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah, concentration. All right, so normally I would say no, but because it's a one shot, it's 11, 12 at night. Yes, and you wake up, and also because you're a college kid, and you're used to getting knocked out and getting, you know, coming back to him and be like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> what I miss? Uh, we call that second wind where I'm from. So you you get your second wind, boom, you're okay. Haste is still in effect. Let's go. So does that mean I can use like two spell attacks on a turn? Uh, yeah, you get two different actions. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to cast Melf's Minute Meteors. So uh, basically, I'm a Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, that's a high level spell. Level three is what I got. Really? Yeah. I've got I've got six me I've got six meteors flying around me now. So I cr and then they float in the air and orbit around you for its duration. And then when I as opposed to actually each of my turns after, I can cast up one or two, throw them, 
And then my other spell I'm going to use is Snow Snow Snowball Swarm. <laughs> so I'm basically going like Snowball fire snowballs. <laughs> so a flurry of magic snowballs erupts from a point you choose within range. Each creature in a five foot radius sphere centered on the point must make a dex saving throw. Well, is the guy moved 15 feet away from him? Yeah, he's, yeah, he got pushed back because yeah. Devin was so intimidating. He rolled a, t he rolled a 10. He, okay, I, I'm so assuming he failed. Okay, so that's gonna be 4d6. Let's go. Five, three, one, two. Eleven. <laughs> Different number every time. And then as a bonus action, I'm gonna cast two of the uh, throw two of the meteors yeah. at him. What are they hit for? Or uh, what? Each one, I believe, is 2d6. And is it... Is there any way I miss it, or is it just... Dex saving throw, 14. Yes, it's a dex save. For You're half damage. 17. So half damage, so it's going to be just, what, 1d6 then? No, I'd roll both of them, and, I mean, yeah. Three. 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 <laughs> and, you, and then, and then That's you the number of the day. You, roll and you, get, you hit them with two, right? Yes, I threw two. Oh, it was 2d6 for both of them, right? Well, no, I was the first one, I guess. Then. Two. Two. Okay, so he takes five <laughs> damage. Gotcha. All right. So 16 total damage. All right, there you go. And it is now his turn. He, upon seeing that uh, uh, Tobias is not super scary, is going <laughs> going to rush, rush forward. Uh, and he is going to get right in behind him and within 15, 15 feet of you guys. And his arms are going to cross and he is going to swipe his thorny hand across his chest. And he's going to cast his version of this Crimson Rite. If you guys would all take a uh, make a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh no, I dropped on the ground. Oh no. Oh no. It's a dirty 20. I got 11. I rolled 18 plus something. 13. Okay. <laughs> Blokey, if you would take 15... <laughs> if you would take 15 psychic damage, if everyone 15? else would... Yeah, if everyone else would take 7, please. Now both eyes are twitching. <laughs> <laughs> are you unconscious? No. Right. Denise is not unconscious. 7? 7. seven. I feel fine. All right. I'm doing good. There you go. Your uh, construct, on the other hand, I guess he can't take second damage, so don't worry about it. He's fine, too. That's our big bad's turn. Carrie continues to run. She is off the screen, and I'm assuming Liv's fine the day. Tobias, you're up, followed by Denise, Bloki, and Nugs. Tobias is going to turn face and say, Hydos commanded you to flee. Now you will feel Hydos' wrath. And he is going to arch back and swing his Morning Star with all of his might. This is a 21 hit. Oh, absolutely. So it's going to take 1d8 for piercing damage plus 2d6 radiant. Take 10 total damage. Okay, 10 total damage. And then he is going to make another attack with his morning star. This the gods are good. <laughs> oh, it's, an, <laughs> it's a nat 20. It's a nat 20. Oh, All right, yeah. double die on the modifier. So we'll do it uh, the way we always do it. It, what's the normal damage? Uh, 1d8 plus 2. So he's going to take so 8 and eight then... Plus yep. 1d8 plus 2. 
It's a one. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, this oh, uh, 11 more damage still. That's pretty good. That's a uh, good turn. He takes that damage, staggers him just a little bit, and he looks back at you, still not bloodied, and says, I know, Hydos. It's going to take more than him and more than you to finish me. I'll say, I disagree, and I'll cast a Vow of Enmity. So he, I gain advantage for one minute. Okay. All right, advantage for one minute. Uh, Denise, you're up, followed by Bloki. Okay, I'm using my sword that has the right of fire or whatever. All right. You're still up, huh? Sword, yep, go ahead. Yeah, of course I'm still up. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? 17. Hits. Okay, so one. So seven. Ooh. Seven piercing damage plus six fire damage. Ooh. Man, and that gets an extra little bit. Yeah. And then I want to do another attack. Dang. All right. Hold on one second. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. 16. 16 is his armor class. Meets the beats. Go ahead. Yeah. Roll for damage. Uh, Seven more piercing damage. All right. All of a sudden, he is taking a beating. I think I'm good. Okay. All right. He takes that damage after uh, his his back, honestly, uh, turned as he speaks to Tobias. Wham, wham, you hit him twice with your swords. You do have, if you'd like to, the bonus action dual wielding, which you didn't do. I thought that was dual wielding. So you get two attacks, which are the two you just did, right? And then the bonus action is one. You know. Another one? You get another one. Oh, I'm doing one. that one. Yeah, yeah go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Do it. Mm, uh, what's eight plus five? That's 13. Boy, you hate to see it. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, Bloki, you're up, followed by Nugs. All righty. So how far away am I from this guy? He's, uh, he's like right up there, He's right? right up there, yeah. All right, I mean, cool. You guys are all pretty much within melee range. He's He's been pulled in the fray at this point. I like it. I'm going to cast Lightning Lure. So he has to make a strength-saving uh, throw of 14. Nine. 13. Nine plus four is 13. Yeah, so I get him, and I... Lash of lightning comes and just whoosh, and it hits him. And then. <laughs> and it pulls him towards me, but I think he's already like right there. But you it, hear crackling, and all of a sudden he is face to face directly in front of you. And I, I got my eye twitching right at him, and, he's just, and my he's, old man finger pointing right at him, and we're just. You're both just twitching at each other. <laughs> I'm just, I look him in the eye. Do you think I like this? <laughs> uh, you want to know how I got this twitch? <laughs> and it, and it oh also does 11 damage. To oh, him. All right, all right, oh, yeah, no, it does stuff. He yeah, is, I wasn't just giving I would take twitch. 11 damage if I got <laughs> yeah, right close to him. He, <laughs> See what this does to me? He is beyond bloodied at this point. Well, then wait, because last time Henry forgot to attack, uh, but this time... Henry does not forget okay. to attack, so he is going to flamethrower the heck out of this guy. And just he is crawls he, up. He does cast in a fifteen foot comb, so if you use Henry, you are going to get. A, <laughs> you can dictate which which one of your commands. Oh, is it going to be? Is it going to be Nugs or Tobias? So. Is it? Pick yeah, Tobias. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So Henry. Henry knows exactly what to do, and he lines up and he looks right through the bad guy, right towards Tobias, and just. And it's a deck save? <laughs> deck save of 14, yeah. He, 
He rolled a 17. I'm sorry, a, a 16. <laughs> uh oh, Tobias. What do you got? Uh, seven. Okay. So 2d8 damage to you both. I take half, right? You take half, yeah. So I rolled a six and a seven. That's 13. Sorry, Tobias. Right. But Henry, six, Henry six doesn't damage. know any uh, better. He's still learning. <laughs> you alive? Yeah. <laughs> Nugs, you're up. Nugs. Okay, Unless so you guys want to move. If you ever want to move, just move. No. No, we can possibly get out of range. Yeah, I mean, no, right. Now that, <laughs> now that you said it, I don't want it. I could really fuck up everyone's day. Do it. Just do, do it. it. Dude, pass ah. the fucking meteor on my face. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to cast Fireball. <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? serious. Everyone's gonna die. I'm Go ahead. But not me. I'm resistant to fire damage. Who gives a shit? It's a one you shot. Go ahead. Whatever. I mean, I'll, listen, I'll the one shot. Fire. You can just <laughs> listen. You're the cause problem. You'd be like, hey, listen, I'm tired of this. Whatever. I, I'm not trained fully, so I'm gonna be like, oh, I'll cast Fireball. Because <laughs> I love Fireball shots. Uh, and so. Yeah, so I cast Fireball. And. Deck what? save is 14. Everyone's in a 20 foot radius has to. Ooh. Uh, oh my god, I got a 14. The bad guy fails. That's 8d6. Yeah, we. I know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. I'll start rolling. I got a 16. So it's. Yeah, 16, I, I beat it. So half and 15, half. 15. You got a 15? Yeah. So here, here's the deal, real quick. What's the radius on that? What's the radius on that? 20 foot radius Kay. sphere. So you know that if you cast that where you're at right now, mm -hmm. you're gonna hit yourself. You want to move before that. He's gonna take an opportunity. One hundred percent, yes. I didn't think I was. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so you just, are. just. Oh no, I've gotta, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna move. All right. Because I'm hasted. I can move. <laughs> yeah, you can move. That's fine. So you're gonna move. He's gonna take a quick opportunity attack. I'm gonna like though. fly up and then cast it. Like <laughs> he, he's gonna fail. <laughs> he rolled a he rolled a four on his opportunity attack yeah. plus four eight. Yeah. Is it all fire? Is it all fire damage? Yeah. <laughs> Eight. Are you serious? And I knew it was twenty-nine. Yeah. So if it's half damage, do we round up or down? Down. I've been rounding down. Just round down. And then I'm resistant to fire damage. So can I take half of the half damage? So you take half of the half damage. Yes. So. So I take fourteen. Yes. So then and I you would take seven. seven. Okay. Let me ask you this. That knocks me unconscious. But can I do a reaction or no to uh, the damage that I got? <laughs> Before I get knocked sure. unconscious. Through this can one I shot, really? you can do whatever the hell you want. Oh my god. I've been waiting so long for this, and I'm going to do it on my own party member. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's hellish rebuke. I'm doing... What about, what about I, you? I cast... Oh, fuck. Don't worry about me. <laughs> High dose provides. Okay. I cast hellish rebuke. <laughs> I point my finger <laughs> at the fairy. Oh. And uh, you're momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. Oh, good. You have to make a deck saving throw. 19. Oh, yeah, okay. But so you take half well, damage. I have advantage on deck throws because I have haste. And it was a nat 20. <laughs> you still pass. You're still going to take half damage. Yeah. I just wanted to see if that would yeah. happen. Okay, so it was going to be 3d10. <laughs> 
<laughs> it so may you, have it like 11 o'clock, but it's 11.25, yeah. so. So 3d10 damage, and you take half of that, okay, right? Okay, well, we've got two health points, so. I mean, I, had, I also had two health yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but it might not attack the guy. 10, yeah. 18. Okay. What's 18 plus 5? 23. So half of 23. So you take 23 yeah, 21. Okay, so hold so on. So we just knocked each other out. What's your total is, hit points? 32. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> is Bloki still alive? <laughs> Bloki's fine. <laughs> Feeling good. Also, I do have a quick question. On the, on the meteor save... Um, Henry rolled a nat 20. He takes so, half. He takes half? Yeah. Okay. It's um, 14. I think he's gone. Yeah, goodbye, Henry. All right. So, <laughs> I'm on, so I'm so, unconscious. You're unconscious and on Denise, fire. You're, you're unconscious, unconscious and on, on fire. fire. You're unconscious and on fire. <laughs> the, the last man the bad, The bad guy is officially dead. And yes! all you see is dead. All you see is Bloki sitting there in a Holy ring of people. <laughs> On fire. Just another Thursday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have enjoyed this edition of Almost D&D. I had the special privilege of being your DM. My name is Jeff. Going clockwise once again around this large and egregiously sized table, we have the entire cast, starting with our special guests. Leanne. Denise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rob is Bill uh, Chris as Nugs. I'm Devin and I play Tobias. Uh, Tobias. <laughs> My name? Tobias Rawls, a high elf paladin who believes Idos provides. All music and ambience is sponsored by Michael, Michael Gelfi Studios. Thank you. You check us find- out wherever pod- wherever you listen to podcasts at this point. Yep. If you're still listening, please, God, check us out. The theme song we use is The Red Dragon Inn by Derek and Brandon Victor. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere you can find a podcast. Check out our link tree. It's in our bio. It has the links to our Patreon, Instagram, uh, Spotify, everything. 